0: a deplorable bum I reside in the States But Scotland is where I'm from Sometimes I feel defeated But we will always stand tall Fighting with my family We go one, we go We Then talks of bread and wine, indoctrinated our children, throw the world into the We're the people we need to stand firm and understand, without liberty and freedom, all we have is dirt and land. Holding the sword high, I'll stand firmly through the pain. I have lost is what the wisdom I have gained. If you find me on my knees, it's not because I'm
1: defeated.
0: It was my prayer before the war, the only weapon I needed. The end of my life. A decision you should make. I will be your servant and the warrior whose soul you will take. You we may fall, holding the line. Yeah, we may fall, but we'll be fine. The world will see. Primes, the will the time.
2: Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? Well, I'll tell you, it really got nice this week. We had some 70s, and now it's going to be 24 tonight. Back up into 73 on Sunday. The weather's crazy everywhere. But I don't have to tell you guys, because I'm sure you uh, know, or at least saw some of the stuff going on around in our country, around in our world, um... Even last night, we had some of the craziest rainstorms I have seen in a long time, or I should say I've heard in a long time, and it felt like it was hail. I was hoping my house wasn't going to blow away. It was The winds were crazy, um, passed through, woke up with a whole bunch of flooding around here, but like I said, we, there's other places that could absolutely use this rain right now. We're going to get into a little bit of that here in a moment because I came across some pretty interesting things today as I was digging Going to get to that one second. Kilted Christian, episode 555. I have named this one Fear Not for obvious reasons because there's a lot of crazy stuff in this world, but the one thing that we don't need to do is fear. We need to step up, have all the courage in the world. We're going to get through this just fine. Kilted Christian, episode 555, Fear Not. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right, guys, so we've got, um, I'm going to start off with some prayers. Obviously, we're going to end with some prayers too, but, you know, there's a lot of prayers that need to go out right now. Um, and I hope that I'm not wrong on this one. I, I received some news today, um, and I'm assuming it was crafty nut that needs the prayers. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we're going to go ahead and pray um, for the people that are in prayer right now or need prayer. Everybody, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for all that you've given us, all that you've blessed us with. And, and dear Lord, you know, we're going through so much in this world right now, but we have you. So it gives us this calmness, you know, that we we really need during this time. But Father, right now, I just ask that you lay your hand, continue to lay your hand on all those people, all the people in Texas that are in the way of these fires. Just bless them. Keep their property, their houses, their animals, their family, and everything safe right now. If you can, dear Lord, I know you can. Father, I also ask that you continue to uh, pray for Ezra Snow, who is going through uh, some issues. I believe he was released from the hospital today. Praise Jesus, dear Lord. You are just amazing. Miracles after miracle that we see daily. Blood clots in the leg. Um... But this is I know you're gonna get them through this. And uh, you know, I, I just I love our family so much, Father. You know, just even during the the hard times, they, they can still break a smile. And uh, you know, um Ezra Snow earlier today was talking about uh, you know, I I lined this uh, surgery up so that I could get it done so I could be healed and ready for the battle. Dear Lord, your servants are down here literally um scheduling everything that we have to do around this heavenly war that we're getting into they you were first thing on their hearts and on their minds even to the point where even the things on this earth everything is revolving around you and it's just beautiful so thank you father for even giving us love and inspiration during these hard times father i ask that you bless um the cusick family uh who i believe lost a brother um uh, recently and i just ask that you lay your hands on, on um penny you lay your hands on the rest of the family steve everyone who is going through this right now just guide the brother up into heaven bless that family help them get through these times let them celebrate the life instead of mourning the loss dear lord there's just so many beautiful things that come out of it sadly one of the things we have to deal with this loss on this earth but we're here for all of them our hearts our love our prayers continue to be with all the people that are in need dear lord i know that you're with them every moment of these days and finally father i ask that you lay your hand and bless our up Sister Nikki, um, whose birthday was yesterday, happy birthday, Nikki, we love you, and she's under the weather right now, so I ask, Father, that you just lay your hand on her, help her get back up, and everyone else right now who is going through some difficult times, whether it be financial, whether it be anxiety, stress, whether it be health or anything else, Lord, just lay your hands on top of everybody, Christian or not, dear Lord, let's heal this world, and when those people are healed that aren't Christians, let us step up and introduce them to that narrow path where they will find you and have that eternal salvation that we all have thanks to you dear lord but we love you with all of our hearts and we are just so thankful for everything you give us in Jesus Christ's name and our heavenly father's name we pray amen so guys like i said there's just so many prayers and and we're always here and i just love the fact that you guys you know reaching out asking for the prayers um you know we're here 100% my heart goes out to you Cusick family i love you guys so much and you know my heart breaks right along with with yours so um god bless you um as well i have talked to a lot of people um just over the last couple days and many people are going through the same thing so if you guys are experiencing something similar which i'm about to talk about um understand that you're not alone a lot of people right now are waking up just with anxiety with these just nerves um you know just not feeling well their gut hurts i mean Everyone's going through a lot right now. Almost every single person that I talk to, um, whether it be locally, whether it be text or on the phone or going through similar things, literally describing the feelings that they're having in the same way. Um, you know, I talked to um, multiple people in depth about this today, you know, and, and I assure them, I'm like, look, I'm going through the same thing. Our souls, our hearts, we're, we're so connected to Jesus that we know something is on the verge now we don't know what it is and we shouldn't be afraid of what's to come and I think that it's less fear um and and anxiety dealing with fear and it's more let's get things going because we're all tired we're so we're worn out um you know we we have to watch what's going on around this world we see the evil in front of us every single day and it gets tiring we get really worn out in the process and We're all in this. So always never, never be afraid to reach out, ask for some prayers, because even if we're going to the same thing you are, we're still going to stop and pray. But we've seen so many examples of what happens when we come together collectively in prayer and miracles, absolute miracles happen. So, you know, just keep on praying for the whole family, guys. We are all going through this together. Um, I just thought it was funny. Last night's show, guys, if you didn't get to hear it, um, it was such a great show. Uh, You know, I always love any time that Jay Wu comes on the show, no question. Um, Nathan as well. But Jim is such a blessing as well just to be able to hear how how wise he is and and what he brings to the table scripturally. Unbelievable. Just such a fun show. So Jay Wu and I were talking last night. And, uh, I was like, man, we need a show we need the title name of the show The the J crew. And we just need to have Jim, me, Joseph, J woo. Uh, we need to get a MSM liars, John, Jeff. Um, obviously Jesus will be there. So it'll be just a show full of J's one night when we get onto the show, We'll, we'll title that one, the J crew. I just didn't realize how many people, uh, in this family had a name that started with J until you really start to see it. Yeah. So I think J crew is probably the perfect name for that one, but, um, but nonetheless, it was a great show. If you guys did not get a chance to listen to last night's show, certainly go back and listen to it. So um, this is pretty interesting as well. Uh, so last night, um, I, I've been talking over the last couple nights about this uh, book and a movie series that was put out called um, "Childhood's End," and uh, I've been I haven't I've been reading a lot about it. I went through and I checked out. Um, I checked out uh, some of the, the stuff you know that dealt with the book. Um, found the movie was made uh, like 12, 15 years ago. It was made um, no less than 12 years ago, thinking it was 15. So it was still a good time ago that the actual three-part movie series that I'm now watching was produced. So, um, you know, I got 10 minutes into it. Literally within the first 10 minutes of the movie, you've got news stations and radio broadcasting, and they're talking about how Israel has destroyed the Gaza Strip um, and Palestine's reacting. So like, this is literally, keep in mind, 15 years ago, book, 50 years ago so this was written so well and i understand that when they make movies of books especially in modern day just like with uh the the newest version of left behind is they tend to take the things that we're seeing happen right here on our planet on our earth in our country and they incorporate into the film you know obviously it adds a lot more realism because this is what we're experiencing but this movie like i said was made 15 years ago so you got the Gaza Strip um, being destroyed right off the bat in this movie. Um, and then later on, I ended up seeing something. I just, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So in the film, um, there was a guy who is reached out to, and he is kind of an ambassador that goes back up and forth. Now, the the first one, Enigma, um, the fir- the one I'm referring to, the newest version of Left Behind was the one that had a, um, Kevin Sorbo in it that, and, and there's a lot of things that are modernized like all lives matter and all that kind of stuff you know so it pr- kind of brings it into the day but in this film um the they have this guy who goes up who's an ambassador and he keeps on talking um back and forth with the supreme leader is what they call it and the supreme leader is in a room he basically allows him to come up into a room and he the what the guy sees is something that is um not foreign to him, something that gives him comfort. It's a, it's a room that he spent um, three days with, with his ex fiance. He was absolutely in love with before she died. So oddly enough, that's, that's what the devil, the devil chose to make this room look like. And obviously to get the guy to keep on wanting to go back and be the ambassador, but the devil, or I keep saying the devil, but the Supreme leader never shows his face. And he goes, why aren't you going to come down there and show the face? If you were to come down and show your face to the earthling, they would probably come on board with what you're doing a little quicker. And he was like, well, the way that we look wouldn't be accepted by your people so we have to wait so this takes place over like a seven-year period and uh during that time um the overlords is what they're called are bringing down like all this technology they're cleaning up the pollution they've made the world to the point where everyone's got a guess what universal basis income no longer needs to work um, everything, every problem is solved, there's no more war, they're literally turning their navies into uh, transport to bring food back and forth, so these alien, these quote aliens, solve all the problems of the earth, and if you guys remember, you know, during the, the first three and a half year period of uh, revelation, um, it's all beautiful, it's all peaceful, like literally it lulls everybody into this sense of comfort before all chaos breaks out there in that last three and a half years, so it kind of falls right in line with that. So everyone's happy on the earth. Everyone's living these perfect, euphoric, beautiful lives. And finally, seven years later, um, the Supreme Leader's like, okay, now that the world trusts me and they know that everything I've done, I've healed children. I've healed every disease that was ever made and any new diseases that come up, we create insta-cures for. So what they've done during the seven years is they've ruined society. They've lulled them into this point of absolute complacency and trust. Um, everyone's become extremely lazy because no one's had to work in the last seven years. Um, you know, So that was the whole point of this. No one is having any initiative to create new things, to study new things, to invent new things. Why? Because this society is bringing them all the technology they could possibly need. So they basically made humanity a useless society who is was completely reliant on the technology of these, quote, overlords. So when the Supreme Leader finally decides to come down, because now everybody trusts, they're like, okay, we're, we're good. Everybody knows that we mean well for him. He asked for two children to meet him. So when he walked out, he had a child on either side of him in order to come out and show that no matter how scary I look, I've got two sweet, innocent children on either side of me who aren't afraid. And that was, you know, so it was more propaganda manipulation, psychological manipulation of the people. So when the Supreme Leader literally comes down, He looks 100% exactly like our cliché version of what Satan looks like. Really big, but the giant wings, demon-looking, all buff, red, hooves, horns, uh, spiky tail, like the whole deal. Exactly like our cliché version of what we see Satan as. So as as he comes down, so over the next three years, during the time where everybody has already seen him and know who he is, everyone finally starts to calm down because of all that he has done – and all these pamphlets start coming up everywhere, like little posters and little billfold pamphlets and stuff like that. And what is on the pamphlet? It says, the Supreme Leader has come to save you all, period. We are in this together. Do you guys remember those, that term, in it together? That is literally the term that they drilled into our heads for three years during that whole COVID lockdown. Guys, put on your mask. Stay at home. Make sure you get the vaccination. We're in this together over and over and over again. Once again, reminder, this movie was made 15 years ago. And they're using the same quotations in this movie, the same words. Even to the point is um, there's nothing to fear. It is like mimicking exactly what's happened in this world, right? It is unbelievable. So then it goes on. And uh, it gets crazy. You start seeing what's happening. People have this false sense of security. The guy that um, was the ambassador didn't see the supreme leader for, like, years, and then finally, like, three years after he had showed himself to the world, he finally goes and he talks to the guy who had been doing all the back and the forth to begin with. Um, and he was like, he's like, well, what are you doing here? I'm sure you didn't come here to talk about football. And uh, the overlord, the supreme leader, Satan, um, basically looks at him and goes, well, I came here to apologize. And he's like, well, what are you here to apologize about? And, and Satan goes... Should I sugarcoat this for you? And then it moves on to the next scene. So you're like, okay, so here we go. Here's the, the devious, the deception, and so forth. Um, so the wife of this guy, um, he basically Satan ended up planting seeds in every womb of every woman in the world. So all these women were pregnant um all at one time. And this one woman who is the wife of the ambassador. Um, couldn't get pregnant she still couldn't get pregnant so she's looking at all these people around the world like why is everybody pregnant why am I not pregnant so Satan looks at her and he's like well that that's that's me and the guy goes what is it because of the illness that I have and, and Satan's like no no that was me I, I made you sterile I made sure that you didn't have a baby and they're like well why not and he was like well I kind of did you a favor trust me all these people that are having babies there's going to be a point here in the next couple of years where you guys are going to be really happy that you did not have a baby. So what is the ultimate thing of this is Satan came down here to harvest the innocence of all the kids and the children of this earth to send them back over to Satan land or whatever it is. I haven't, I'm on the last part, so I haven't gotten to see this yet about where they end up. But when the kids of the earth, like the ones that are already like six or seven years old, they're already connected. So like, Satan is speaking to all the children's minds around this earth. And the kids are already, especially because um, he went after the kids that didn't have God or Christianity in their lives. And Christianity comes up multiple times in this film as well. Um, And it shows like the people that didn't believe in Christ to begin with um, automatically had no problem with them being aliens here. The Christians of that time were like, well, this kind of conflicts with everything that I've ever learned. So a lot of the Christians committed suicide. Because they were like, well, there's obviously no God or no ble- or no need for God. So these people are killing themselves because of, of you know, the loss of their faith. Um, so everything about this kind of, it, it falls into like this weird um, theory that I had had years ago about how could they deceive the people into literally walking into a beast system. Because I'm like, we know enough about the beast system. Even your non-Christians have heard of Revelation. They've heard the stories. Whether they believe it or not, they've heard them. So you figure when things start happening in the world, they put two and two together. You know That's kind of how I figured. So I'm like, well, how could people, this mass amount of people be deceived into the beast system? Well, in this case, it's kind of perfect. You could never convince somebody that Satan or a demon is here to help you out. But you can easily convince somebody that an alien is here to help you out, no matter how they look. So that's what they do to deceive the world into following the beast system. Which they just basically, you know, the old saying, the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. And that's kind of what the whole base of this film is and how everybody falls right to it and how the churches started to empty out once uh, all this technology and stuff came because people found no need for God any longer and went over here. So it was the whole movie is literally about it, – it's a, it's a metaphor of revelation, um, probably in a more real way than we even realize. But um, you can find this on like five different things. It's on Amazon. It's on YouTube. It's on a couple other things, and I suggest watching it. It's called um, Childhoods end and uh so the odd thing was is like 10 minutes into the movie um I was like whoa this is crazy so I, I reached out to uh Tam and I reached out to uh Jay Wu and I was like I was like Jay Wu dude you're not gonna believe what happened in the first 10 minutes of this movie and here's the crazy part so Jay Wu had not seen the episode that we had done two nights ago when I text him it was exactly during the part in that show where I was talking about the exact same things that I was talking about in that text that I sent him. So it was just kind of weird. Like I said, he's literally listening to that episode as I'm texting him the same exact thing that he's hearing right there in that episode. So I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to finish watching this movie. Um, But once again, absolute predictive programming. um, I highly suggest you guys watch it. At the very least it's, it's entertaining, but the little hidden symbol and stuff that's in here, no different than a lot of the predictive programming movies. It's kind of mind-blowing so uh definitely watch it i will let you guys know how that that last part goes um after i finished it this evening so let's get on to what's going on here in this world right now we we prayed just a moment ago about the fires that are going down in texas we we prayed about that last night so you know me I, i'm not satisfied with going uh fires in texas that's too bad let's pray i gotta do a little bit of digging guys are not gonna believe what i found so first off, I came across a, a weather map. I always, I'm a weather guy. So weather maps are a good place to go, especially when you're watching fire start and stuff like that, because you got radar, smoke shows up on radar and so forth. So storm systems during this time of the year, um, during any time of the year, um, move from the uh, Northwest on down to the Southeast. That's traditionally how they go. They just work their way across the country. So if you're looking at the um, actual weather front that was down there in Texas during this time, all of a sudden this weird little line like a frequency line comes down the opposite way that the storm's moving and it literally changes the entire direction of the fire like instantaneously like you can see everything going to the east all of a sudden this like i said it's a line matter of fact i'll make sure to put this up on our uh, kilted christian telegram so you can see what i'm talking about so a line comes down from the northeast and passes down to the southwest into Texas and literally changes the entire trajectory of this fire. You can see it happen right in front of your eyes. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that doesn't look normal. I've seen enough weather maps in my life to know what a weather map looks like, so I'm gonna go dig in a little bit further. So I dived into this whole deal a little bit further and came across some video footage. And the first thing that I noticed literally in the first 11 seconds of this video footage is um, a lot of things that are burned Metal melted to the ground, houses completely gone from their foundation with wooden fences still erected, with the trees still up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that looks very similar to what we've seen where we always go direct energy weapons. So the camera pans over to the right, and then you see the container of a fuel truck, all right? Perfectly intact, hasn't been messed with whatsoever in mint condition shape. And as the camera keeps going the rig of the truck the part that you drive was literally melted to the ground like every all the parts were melted you could see the metal dripping down like there was hardly any rig left it was just a little bit of the foundation and a whole lot of liquid metal on the ground so somehow a fire managed to burn houses to the foundation managed to melt cars to the ground jump over wooden fences missed the trees completely jump over the top of an actual fuel truck container and not touch it and then burn the rig completely melted to the ground that that was attached to the actual receptacle that was carrying the gasoline makes no sense so i'm like okay looking a little bit more uh devious as i jump into this so what did i find guys this is crazy so here's the question what does chile what does maui and what does amarillo texas all have in common? Well, how about uh, smart city technology and smart cities going in the area? So the first thing that I find is a petition to halt smart city technology in Amarillo, Texas, as of October 2023, October 20th, 2023 petition went up to um, halt the smart city technology in Amarillo, Texas, went in further, ended up coming across some maps that um, show the actual plans. Of that area and what they had planned to do in Amarillo, um, specifically building this smart city, which is exactly the same um, plans, different plans with the same type of plans that they had um, in paradise. Exactly, Debbie, um, the same exact plans they had going in Chile and the same plans going in Maui. All of those places have plans for a smart city. So this is what ultimately I've concluded. And I think you guys are already on page with me. What are we watching here? People don't sell their land. They can't build those cities. Um, people, a lot of people are like, "Look, you can offer me all the money you want to. My family's growing up here because this is a lot of farmland. you know what I'm saying? So this is like probably generations of families living in this area they're not gonna sell. So what are their options? Their options next after you remove the um the financial, you know, like, I'm not gonna take your money is to burn it down then you go in and you're like look i will offer you some money you know and obviously it's like pennies on the dollar at this point because everything's been destroyed and then the people are like no i'm going to hold on to my land we're going to rebuild once all this stuff gets taken care of then the epa comes in the epa goes well unfortunately the area that we're in right now is a hazard area so you will not be able to build on this for the next 20 years and Now, the companies that wanted that land to begin with don't have to pay anything for it. That's exactly what I think is happening right now. Apparently, this, uh, or at least last I saw, the fire is zero contained. It's burned up like 850,000 acres. I mean, it's like ridiculous and is the second biggest fire in Texas history. So, more and more and more, we're seeing all this stuff goes down. I mean, it's just, it's getting really, really irritating Um, You know, because it's a point where you just feel absolutely helpless. And, you know, they're just like I said, there's a point. And and here's the sad part is that a lot of the people around this country that are just good, loving, patriotic citizens, they know how this works. So they know that when somebody comes up and they're like, "Okay, you guys are going to be building a smart city here and you want to buy my land. A lot of them just sell the land because their next what is their next bet? Their next bet is, well, You guys are just going to destroy my land and take it from me, so I may as well make a little money of it right now. That's why a lot of these farms are actually selling their stuff because they know how the game's played, and they're like, well, I guess I can either take the full asking price now or they're going to take it from me for free eventually. Um, Once again, a lot of cattle died, a lot of chicken farms, um, you know, all up in that area, so it's a a double-edged sword here is that they're also wiping out um, more of our food. So I knew, I knew that there was something behind this at the beginning just because it was so big, so quick. Um, but then as I went in and dug further, I found, like I said, you start finding these these um, connections, like I said, with Maui, with Chile, with Paradise, and so forth, and there's just no question that these these are not coincidences. Um, next up, this is cool, um, if true. Keanu Reeves refuses to present Whoopi Goldberg's life, Lifetime Achievement Award, and he says, quote, because she's not a good person. I hope that's true. <laughs> I really hope that's true. Um, you know, Kiana's one of those people that, you know, I, I just like, and I, of all the bad people out there that I've just found out over my life that are part of this evil system, I I hope that is not one of them. He seems to be one of the more legit ones, but, well... I've been fooled before. I fell for Gowdy, Trey Gowdy, for years and years and years. And, and now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, man, well, if Trey can let me down, anybody can. Or any human can, I should say. Um, and this one, this one's from my Canadian brothers and sisters up there. This is kind of hilarious. Check this out, then I'll explain it to you in a second.
3: Hope for Because he has your hope. My dad is the only trying to take me to Jamaica. I asked him to. I asked him for a
4: Jamaican vacation. And he said, okay. all of oh, your taxes, years money
3: to take me to Jamaica. How about Oh, she got a party.
2: So it's a little chaotic. So I'm just going to explain you what happens here. So, this right here that you're hearing is Trudeau's daughter. And she's literally telling people to vote for anybody but Trudeau. Like, she's straight up calling him out. For all of the things that he's done against the people. This is his own daughter telling people that you should probably go out and vote for somebody else. Um, so, like, even the families know. Um, and I bet she's probably just a spoiled little brat that daddy didn't give her what she wanted. So, she's probably pulling this stuff. But nonetheless, she's literally standing at an airport in front of all these journalists, like calling her old man out. Um, awesome. <laughs> I know the rest of Canada is feeling the same exact way. You're like, good for her, man, because I wanted to do it too. I just don't have the same impact. Um, so, next, I. <laughs> and I load this man. I'm sorry guys. I'm going to play this clip for you but I load this man.
3: Schumer,
2: Actually, it sounds like it's in mono so you probably guys will not be able to hear that. Um this is Schumer claiming that he's so so shaken by what he's seen at the Ukrainian border um then then he attacked speaker Johnson for wanting to protect our border before sending more money to Ukraine. So he's literally out there. He's been sitting on a bill called a H um hr2 for over a year now 360 something days and uh this is the bill that's basic like the clean um border bill he won't sign anything whatsoever that doesn't have money that's going over to ukraine because they're still trying to funnel all this money over um and they won't do anything about the border unless this is included and chances are they won't do anything about the border either and i'm so sick of our speaker right now the guy is is uh, not good at what he does, or at least he's part of the cabal, and he's doing this all on purpose, which is probably more um, accurate. But he has the ability to shut the government down again, and now he's talking about, well, we'll – asking the White House you know, for an extension. So they – like, I'll tell you what. I'll extend it a little bit further. I'll extend it to the end of the march. So they keep on pushing this thing along. Look, you want to fix this? Just say no. Say no. Shut the government down. I'm A-OK with that. Our government is awful. No government is better than this government. We, I would feel safer if we never had a government again rather than this government right here because at least you know that you're on your own. Here you got people trying to attack you and dump poisons on your head every single day. So you shut the government down. Hopefully that removes some of the money of that's you know, going into the poison they're spraying us on the sky um, and everything else. And like I said, put them in an uncomfortable spot to where they come to the table and they get this taken care of. Clean border bill, no money to overseas. We have a lot to do here in our own country. I am so tired of hearing Ukraine. I'm so tired of hearing, let's send money to Israel. Let's send money here. Let's send money there. How about we stay, we keep the money right here and pay for kids' food so they can eat at school? How does that sound? Um, Take care of some of our veterans, the many homeless people. I got a whole bunch of ways that we could spend that money in a very, very good way that doesn't incorporate sending it over to another country. Um, and here's a good question that someone asked, and I hadn't thought about this in a while. Has anybody heard from Antifa or Black Lives Matter lately? Um, did they get laid off after the twenty twenty election? Because uh I expected to see them at this point already. They were already, weren't they already running around doing the whole George Floyd thing during that last one? Yeah, they've been kind of AWOL. I haven't seen anything from Antifa or Black Lives Matter in a while. So A, like this lady said, were they laid off? Or are we gonna see them in a major, major way here? I don't think they're going to need them anymore. You know, um, Debbie says they're regrouping. Debbie, I'm wondering if they even need to be regrouped anymore. I'm thinking that the Antifa and Black Lives Matter got replaced with a bunch of sleeper cells that are coming across that border. So they're probably not going to need them any longer. Um, I guess we'll see when we get to that point. Um, so then we've got uh, we got this one right here. So Alex Soros, you guys know Alex Soros. He is the, uh, the young demon spawn of, uh, of uh, George Soros. I'm I'm so surprised Jorosaurus Soros hasn't died yet. Um speaking of death, you know, we talked about Rockefeller dying just recently. I gotta give it. If you guys don't follow Entheos, um give Entheos a follow. I these guys they, they said it perfectly everyone else was out rejoicing um the death of of uh, Rockefeller, um, Entheos said it perfectly. He goes, listen guys, as Christians, we should not celebrate the loss of life. What we should be celebrating is the fact that the Rothschilds can no longer continue their evil deeds. And I was like, dude, that is so perfect. So many people are out there rejoicing the the death of the Rothschilds. And I was, too. I'm not going to lie. But Enthea kind of put it into perspective. Like, look, we're Christians. We don't celebrate the death of somebody. But you can certainly celebrate the fact that they're no longer able to do the evil they were doing to this earth. So it's a good little humbling reminder. That even those of us that that know how we need to behave, how to act, and to act for people, um, you know, and I, you know, 3D Wizard, um, I'm not, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't put out a Rothschild clone either or Rockefellers, man. We're we're waiting for that. That's coming. That's coming. Um, but nonetheless, like I just, I, I, I love how Anthias put that one all into perspective. Like I said, guys, yeah, I can't stand any of these people. But like I said, as Christians, we shouldn't be celebrating the loss of life. But we can definitely celebrate the fact that they can't cause more harm. Um, and next one, and this one, I'll be honest with you, this one confuses me a little bit. Um, and I've I got a video that I'm going to play later where the guy kind of goes into it a little bit more of what he thinks is happening. But Senator Mitch McConnell has now um, said that he is going to resign from his position as a minority leader in November. Um, it was interesting. I've been trying to think about that all day. I'm like, OK, because see, here's the problem, guys. You know, normally we'd be like, yay, good, it's about time. You know, and then part of me is like, okay, good. Mag is finally like turning everything over and taking back control of the GOP. But then the other half of me's like, okay, something ain't right about this. What's Mitch up to? I'm going to be playing a video here in a moment. The guy actually goes through some pretty interesting topics about that possibility of why he's stepping down. Next, uh, the Supreme Court is going to listen to arguments on Trump criminal immunity claims. Um, so finally, how long we've we been talking about that? That took forever. And it's another one of those things that we keep seeing over and over and over again, and it gets so old. My mother, my mother recognizes and she's as tired of it as all of us are, is all the times that they come out we're like, we're going to. We're gonna write a sternly written letter. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We are going to expose this. We're gonna this, we're gonna that. And they always have the we're going but nothing ever happens. You know what I'm saying? I would rather not hear anybody tell me ever again what you're planning on doing. I will be patient, wait for you to tell me what you did. How about that? No more of this. But the, the reason they come out and they tell you what they're going to do, knowing they're never going to get to it, is to keep you satisfied that these guys still are on our side. Well, they're not on our side. They're playing games with us. They're, they're holding a little carrot in front of our face and just walks along. It's like, okay, and now we'll come out, we'll talk about the Jeffrey Epstein stuff that's going to come out. Disappears. Then they talk about the Seth Rich laptop and the Seth Rich uh, hard drive. Disappears. We're going to go after Hunter. Hunter's going to be in court today. We subpoenaed him. Uh, Hunter doesn't show up. Um, now there's a new thing they're going. Your Hunter's back in trial again, dealing with a separate thing. And they're like, yes, we're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm like, well, you didn't really get to the bottom of the last thing. You know, we had people literally, um, Steve Bannon's a great example of that, of people that got arrested um, for uh, disobeying a quote subpoena when they had the right to do so. Um, And none of them, all of them ended up getting jail time, getting a little bit of trouble. And then meanwhile, this guy's still walking around, and then they're on to the new big best thing expecting us to believe that something's going to come out of this when nothing comes out of anything else that they do. Once again, it's all a big circus just to keep us thinking that something's happening. Um, But then I question, is something happening? Because we talked about the death of Prince Philip, or the uh, Duke of Edinburgh. 17 months later, his wife, Queen Elizabeth, dies. 17 months later, um, Rockefeller dies. We got six months left, supposedly, before Charles dies. He was given six months to live. Um, princess Kate is, uh, ill and she's not doing well at all. Um, then we had another oligarch that was, uh, uh, a king of Norway that had some major illness and he ended up in the hospital and then now the Pope is in the hospital today. So, you know, we, we, I talked to many people about this and I'm like, okay, yeah, exactly. Chris Michigan, the Pope is sick. So, so here's the question. Are they, are white hats out there removing pieces from the board? Are these people going into hiding into their bunkers with the cover um, that they're all dying? And, you know, there, there's so many variables and so many questions to this. But I do find it really odd that it's a whole lot of, uh, of the big ones that are all of a sudden passing away or really getting ill. And DJ Shaw, I don't know if they're wearing boots or not. Because like I said, the majority of these people have actually died. Um, but like I said, the big question, what's going on? Are there good guys doing good things? Or are there bad guys still doing bad things? And they're just hiding away because they know something's coming. I've got a video that I'm going to play for you here in just a little bit. A little um, interesting uh, perspective to something that I briefly talked about on the show that's taken place during the time of the eclipse. But this woman goes into it in a little bit more detail with things that, that I didn't know, which is kind of mind-blowing. But whenever I hear someone talk about things, the first thing I do is I want to go and verify that what they're talking about is legit, and I can at least verify that everything this woman was saying um, was either talked about by NASA, some of these other groups, or um, the events that took place um, have been registered in historical documents. So the lady's right, and I'll get that video here in a second. Um, Next thing right here, uh, it says, uh, once again, more people are going down for the child uh, sex related issues so you guys remember weinstein went down um for all the sex scandals over in hollywood he went down pretty big so right now p diddy um aka puff daddy aka sean combs he may have another couple of akas i don't know but i do know those um is now being accused of sex trafficking akin to jeffrey epstein eliciting underage sex workers rico racketeering and grooming men for sex allegations in a latest lawsuit targeted at P Diddy, where he is being accused of groping men, touching genitalia, and so forth. Um, so when I scan X, there are so many breaking news stories about these pedophiles being exposed every single day. Anons are doing some remarkable work. I'm bringing this forward because, uh, like I said, a lot of the mainstreams not talking about it. This one in particular, um, mainstream is talking about. So this is on ABC. Actually, was the one that brought this one up. Um, yeah, exactly. Jay, Jay woo, who, what didn't, did he do? That's a good question. That guy's been, he, he's responsible probably for a quarter. Cause he was kind of the, uh, he was kind of the mafia boss, you know, producer for the industry. Like he was kind of the guy that was turning a lot of people over to the dark side. Him, uh, I believe Jay Z, you know, cause they got really big, really quick. And then all of a sudden they're producing like all the greatest hits and people that are out there. 80% of that music's terrible. Nothing that I would consider like number one, top 10 music or anything like that. It's pretty horrible. So they obviously have a Satan giving them a hand and letting people think that they're awesome. And it's just amazing to me too, is that when I listen to music, I don't care how many people tell me this song is awesome. If I listen to the song and it's horrible, I'm going to be like, this song's horrible. You, know, you You can't, not enough people can convince me that something sounds good if my ears say this is awful. Um, but we live in a world now where they put out some of the most horrible music. And I know some of you probably, I mean, I I love the music of the Beatles. I thought it was some of the most brilliant um, rock and roll ever made. I don't like the Beatles any longer because of their association with all this stuff. But like, there are musicians out there that are like legit musicians and nothing that we've had today. maybe one or two people in the last like 20 years have been like, yes, they will be remembered forever. Um, exactly, gosh, Josh, rap died with Tupac. Um, you know, so like I say, and we're seeing so many, it's like almost all industry. And then here's the crazy part too, is things that we don't even realize is that you go on to like TikTok and some of the social media and you've got all these kids have got like, you know, 500,000 followers, a million followers. And you're like, man, how did they organically get so uh, popular? They're not. The entertainment industry doesn't just stick to what we know as music and actors and films and so forth. They literally, um, are the ones that place these, uh, these, quote, social media influencers in the place that they are. So, like I said, everyone that you see that's got loads of influence are absolutely 100% placed by the same industry, even though it's a little smaller. But you got to remember, too, is that like this it, the, the beauty that they get away with as far as like social media is because you got to earn your way in the industry and do this and that and that to be, be part of the music industry or the film industry. But TikTok, social media, Twitter, and stuff like that gives you the illusion that it's just your average normal day person doing what they do. So it's, uh, so it seems a little bit um, you know, like more natural. The problem is is these people are put exactly where they are to do the same thing that they were meant to do, and that's influence other people because if you'll notice one thing, they, they always go to politics every time, whether it be legit politics like Republican Democrat, or if it be political um subjects, for instance, uh abortion or LGBTQ or something like that. Every one of these people are placed to influence and it's sad because our kids don't know any difference. At least as adults, we're like we can go, Okay, I don't know if that's right or not, but kids, they don't know. They just they see it and they're like, Okay, then this must be it. Which is why I'll tell you if I had a child, they wouldn't have a telephone in their hand until they were like maybe, I don't know, eighteen. I'm saying that as a non-dad. I don't know how it works. You probably have kids screaming at you all the time, going, give me a phone, give me a phone. But I don't even know if I'd let them on um, social media unless I was sitting right over their shoulder looking exactly what they were looking through. So um, this is bizarre. So Zelensky is looking to partner with Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia is BRICS, B-R-I-C-S. They're on their way to BRICS. BRICS is an alliance of China, Russia, India, um, UAE, Saudi, et cetera. So what's going on here? So Zelensky is looking for a plan B after it became clear that the United States is not a, quote, reliable partner. And and I just I don't think they had counted on all the people that would throw the big fit like our population has about this. And uh, now at least some of our congressmen and senators are like, OK, maybe we ought to not do this or we're going to get the boot. Um, That's why this thing is stalled, but I don't think uh, Ukraine expected any of this to stall. They expect us to be their money machine, their reliable money machine, but it didn't turn out that way. So the Saudis are looking for a BRICS win. Flirting with the uh, multipolar order is signaling to the West that the Ukraine has other options. That's a pretty interesting development because, like I said, he's fighting with Russia and talking about joining forces with Saudi Arabia, who is in an alliance with russia who they're fighting does that make any sense it makes no sense to me but i guess we'll see where this one goes to because nothing about that whole war makes any sense um except the only thing that makes sense is what the uh independent journalists are putting out there you know which is the truth that the cia has been planning uh little hideouts and uh and organized groups in ukraine since 2014 um bio labs all that stuff 100 percent legit um, the New York Times released all this information the other day um, proving that the CIA was in fact over there doing all this stuff, which our government has been denying since the, since the get-go. That three-letter agency along with the rest of them, they need to go. They need to be dispersed into the wind. I don't know if we can ever have an international agency that we can ever build and trust because then you got Mossad. You got all these other groups. Like I said, we can fix our country, but then you got the influences from all these other deep state countries and their deep state organizations. Massad being one of them. They even came out the other day talking about, like, um, don't don't listen to all the conspiracy theories about Jeffrey Epstein being part of the CIA. He absolutely was not part of the CIA. Well, I don't think any of us said he was. As I recall, everybody was saying he was part of Massad because, well, he worked for Massad. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, CIA, Massad, is it really a difference? I think it's just the location is the only difference. Um. And here we go. This was just absolutely disgusting. This right here, warning, pre-warning, trigger warning, probably the worst thing that I came across today. So the mayor of Athens, Georgia, what happened in Athens? Well, there was this, this sweet little girl, college student going to school for health services who was jogging the other day and she got violated and murdered by an illegal immigrant. Okay. This is not one occurrence this is literally the third time almost the exact same thing young girl a couple of more cheerleaders um they were out jogging ended up being attacked violated and murdered by an immigrant so what does the mayor of athens come out today and say well he said guys This isn't any big deal. You need to quit making the big deal and trying to make this all about immigration. This is an isolated incident, and the immigration and the murder are two completely different separate subjects. You guys are acting like this happens often. Okay, dude, this happens often. Three times in the last two weeks, and I'm not going mentioning all the other times and the DUI deaths and the other violations and the other people that were killed and the people that have been kidnapped and on and on and on and on. It doesn't stop. There are loads of different reasons um, th- of instance of this happening. So then it gets even crazier. So he says uh, in the wake of the first murder at UGA in 30 years. So he's OK. Let's downplay this a little bit right off the bat. Oh, well, this is literally just the first murder in 30 years it doesn't help it doesn't help the family it doesn't help the citizens of that community and it certainly doesn't change the fact that an immigrant came in here and killed this girl listed threats this is literally what this mayor said he blames it oh you guys know where i'm going with this it's not putin it's trump's fault he listed threats trump charlottesville possible vitriol from the american citizens to illegal immigrants um this is the reason that this guy did what he did it's because we as Americans and Trump and the people here, the patriotic, you know, national Christian nationals of this country, um, we are responsible. We upset this immigrant and apparently he had no other option but to violate and kill this little girl. I was so disgusted when I saw this. The people of that community were calling him out. He looked so nervous up there, boy. He wanted to be anywhere in this world other than where he was right there, because the people weren't having it. The people of this country aren't having it. We know they're a bunch of darn liars. And he had the audacity to get up there um, on stage and do this. So what didn't he list? He didn't list crime. He didn't list murder. He didn't list his duty to citizens. He is a joke. Blinkered, insane response from this guy. And he's not the first person to say this. I've literally heard three other um you know mayor governors and so forth come out and basically say the same thing guys just because an immigrant was the one that did this doesn't mean that it immigration's response for this they're they're trying to like pull you away from this once again because their whole narrative is absolutely falling apart and they think that we are all just a bunch of morons well guess what we're not even the people that were sleeping are starting to wake up they're losing control of this hardcore Um, And they're going to be going after Trump more and more and more to keep him out from being able to run for president or from becoming president because they know that their world is about to come falling down if he ends up getting to that position. Um, And, you know, tomorrow is a Thursday. Trump is going to be over at uh, Eagle Pass. And uh, Biden got word of that because this was scheduled weeks and weeks ago. And now Biden is going to be heading down to Brownsville. Kind of convenient and kind of odd. That, uh, you know, we got a fire going on right now. There goes Biden. So the question is, is like, will Biden use the fire as an excuse not to go down to the border? Well, we'll see. But where is Trump going Where's Biden going? Biden's going down to, yeah, fake Biden's going down to Brownsville. There's been 16 people come up through Brownsville in the last like couple of months. 16. That's right. One six. Um, there's been like 553 people that came through Eagle Pass just the other day. So that's one day compared the months So Biden's going to a place that hasn't had hardly anybody coming through. And why is that? It's because if you look on the map and you see where Brownsville is located, it's located literally at the bottom southern tip, the little dangly thing at the bottom of Texas. That's how far south it is. So if an immigrant was to work their way into our country from there, they've got like a 25 or a 30 hour drive basically to get out of Texas, whether it be to the east or to the west. Eagle Pass is upwards, it's northern in the west area, so you're you're looking at like eight hours to get out of Texas on on that end, so it's easier to get out of our Republican state into a Dem state um, by working your way out that way. That's why the majority of the immigrants are coming in through those areas, because they're trying to get out of Texas as quick as they can. If they were to come in through Brownsville, the closest area they could do to get out of Texas would be Louisiana, which isn't going to be a very immigrant-friendly place either, so— That's why Biden's going where he's going. It's where Trump's going where he's going. And Biden, once again, nobody wants him down there. They're all just like, dude, too little, too late. You're all you're doing. Matter of fact, the blood of everyone and who has died in this country because of an illegal immigrant, anyone who has lost their home, lost property, lost a loved one, the blood is on the hands of this administration, Biden first and foremost, and then whoever you know, whoever's given him his directives. Um, So now illegals. Are demanding more free housing they shut down a seattle council meeting went in there to protest showing their signs complaining that they don't have enough housing oh we're living in a we're we're living in an apartment with six people you got you got a roof over your head there's people in our country that are sleeping outside with their children quit complaining be happy you got a nice apartment, and we're paying for it. But no, 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 not enough for them. They're demanding housing. Homeless are out there. Veterans are homeless on the streets. And these guys right here shutting down meetings. So here's my guess. Or here's my question for all of you guys. Do you think these immigrants organically just go, you know what? I hear there's going to be a, a city council meeting today. Let's go to the city council meeting and, and express our, our needs. Or do you think that they were told? to go to this city council meeting and protest to express their needs i'm willing to put my money on that i don't think these people organically decided to go to this meeting they were told they were probably driven there they were probably handed the signs that they were holding too it's convenient how that always works out they were bust out there exactly Shaw. so this right here took place in seattle um that's not surprising but nonetheless all over the country uh, some of these places that are literally running out of money for their uh, for the immigration are starting to bust them to other cities. Um so and then apparently as I found out I was digging more into the whole Georgia incident, you know, especially apparently Athens is a sanctuary city. So this took place a couple of years ago and when he was being interviewed, people were calling him out for that. Like you decided to make this sanctuary city and now look what's happened. So next uh it says if you this is from Mike Benn. So if you guys think that RussiaGate is over, you ain't seen nothing yet. RussiaGate 3.0 is going to be the mother of them all. If the Ukraine aid is denied, I would rule out the blob burning the entire Republican Party to the ground. Um then it in its ashes installing Nikki Haley. And the guy may be onto something. This is a little bit long, it's about four minutes long, but listen to this. This is all about Mitch McConnell stepping down today.
4: Hey, I got to record this while it's fresh. I have a bad feeling about this McConnell stepping down situation. I know everyone's celebrating right now because, you know, Mitch McConnell has been such a magnetic force for um, nefarious blob activity uh, for such a long time. It's, it's hard to even count the years. I uh, I understand he's the longest serving basically party leader in the Senate, I think in Senate history. And, you know, Senator Mike Lee refers to the firm of, of uh, you know, Schumer, McConnell and and all that. And so why do I have an uneasy feeling about it? Um, I think it comes down to this. Um, I We've seen time and time again over the past several years, Western democracies basically outlaw political parties. You know, Ukraine outlawed political parties. Germany is openly contemplating banning the, uh, the AFD party, which is which is running on a on a on a plank of, of, effectively neutrality with Russia and restoration of economic relations there. Uh, you see, you see this happening with the, with the box party in Spain, all over, all over NATO. Um, basically countries that are disobedient to the blob are actually just getting purged or effectively made a, a criminal, you know, Rico type, uh, enterprise to even be engaged in, in, in domestic politics around that. And, um, I think what's happening right now with the Ukraine bill is very existential in the Republican party. It's really the first time that Republicans as a party have ever fought back against the blob. I mean, Republicans owned the blob for much of the 20th century uh, and the 21st century. I mean, George Bush, blob monster, Mitt Romney, blob monster, John McCain, blob monster. Uh, there's never been a situation where a populist Republican has both risen to power And successfully resisted the blob if if ukraine funding gets killed in the house uh which is which is my personal political preference i mean make no mistake about that there's almost no bigger champion for that than me um watching mitch mcconnell suddenly out of nowhere declare today also on the day that the supreme court granted cert to the presidential immunity case and seeing how they're talking the blob is openly talking about kind of criminalizing um, you yeah, know, the Republican Party, if they, if they continue to go astray towards populism. Um, now look, let me make this perfectly clear. I, this is a totally low confidence interval thing. I'm not making a, a call here. I can't see through the fog of war of this. I just want to make that perfectly clear. But I just kind of want to get my weird sense on record that, uh, I have a weird feeling that McConnell may be apprised of what they might do to the Republican Party and to Republicans in-house leadership um, if the Ukraine bill dies on if the Ukraine aid bill dies on the vine. Uh, they you know just like they Russiagated Trump and locked up almost all this you know top people at some point um, you know during the Russiagate probe I mean what they did to Mike Flynn what they did to Rudy Giuliani what they did to George Papadopoulos and all everyone. Uh, I could see them doing that to Mike Johnson. I could see them doing that to, to party leadership. Um, if you guys think, you know, Russiagate is over, I mean, you ain't seen nothing yet. I mean.
2: He's got some really good points here. You know, another point, too, that I got to bring up that uh, True Patriot brought up. Do so you guys remember uh, Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law um, died just recently? I like, hopped in a Tesla and then rolled back into a lake and drowned Um that was a little bit interesting, and I'm I, I willing to bet you that they are tied in together one hundred percent. but he's right here. Like what is the ultimate game? what Why did he ultimately step down? Are they about to try to do what they can? Because remember they have they they are going to do everything in the world to keep Trump from getting office, not just the Democrats, a lot of those Ryan and Republicans too. So I feel like this all walks into the same plan as possibly maybe, look, if we can't get rid of Trump, let's just destroy the party. So then this is interesting, too, is that Trump came out um, in one of his rallies the other night and told everybody to make sure that you get out and vote on November 27th. Kind of a weird statement to make, considering that this year the election is supposed to be on November 5th, which is also very rare. But yeah, November 5th, November, November, the 5th of November. That is when this election is supposed to be taking place. But Trump was like, "Make sure you go out. Make sure to go out and vote on November 27." So I'm I'm curious to see if something's going to happen where it's actually moved out a little bit. But I still don't think we're going to see one at all. But once again, as everything's failing, um, Illinois today came up and a judge took Trump off the uh, ballot. Um, you know, they've given a little bit time to appeal this before Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is on March 5th, so that'll that'll be I think next week. Um, I think 15 states go in and vote for their – vote in the primary. Um, But like I said, we'll see. But nothing is off of their hands right now. They will absolutely do anything to keep Trump from getting into office, including literally destroying the entire party. Heck, they will destroy the country. don't think they won't do that. Um, And then uh, we got – yeah, the Illinois judge that I just talked about, she was the one that removed. She was another – obviously another liberal judge that ended up doing this. So I got a couple of uh, little videos too that I'm going to play for you as well, and uh, this is pretty interesting stuff. So last night, um, one of the things that I talked about was the uh, the prosperity um, gospel preachers that are out there. So I'm going to play this little juxtapose um, of, of the different ones. This is like Joel Osteen, uh, Kenneth Copeland, and, and, and Joyce Myers, like all of them. Um, literally, with some sound bites that, that show you exactly who they are juxtaposed one after the other. Listen to this
1: God knows how to repay you.
2: I started giving on that level so that God would owe me. Well, I, I, I totally know. I don't
4: worry about that. Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, T.D. Jakes, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn, Paula White, Creflo Dollar and countless other so-called Christian teachers have become rich selling you your dream life in the name of Jesus Christ.
3: According to the scripture, if you give to God, you ought to be so blessed you don't know what to do with yourself.
4: When you give to Joel Osteen, you're lending to God and God will repay you with health and finances.
5: I love that scripture. It says, when you help those in need, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. That's what you do each week or every time you give. You are lending to God, and I know you've seen in your
2: own life, God knows how to repay you.
4: When you give to T.D. Jakes, you're giving to God as a business partner who then becomes indebted to you.
2: See, God
0: is my business partner, and my giving to him is his cut.
2: And if I rip off his cut, why should he bless me? I start giving on that level so that God would owe me.
3: Wow. Oh y'all don't hear what i'm saying you can't handle that i started giving on the level where i put god in debt and god said i'll owe no man i start giving on the money
0: that i wanted to make i start giving on a deal that hadn't closed yet and that god
4: had to open up the windows of heaven
2: and pull me out a blessing because he wasn't going to be in
4: debt to me when you give to joyce meyer you get a receipt that you can cash in when you have a need When I talked with Dr. Roberts today, and we talked about this seed faith thing, he said
3: something awesome. He said, the Bible says giving and receiving. But he said, God has taught me by studying that word receiving that another way to say that word is receiving. The word receiving means receiving. And so he said, when you give, you get a receipt in heaven. That when you have a need, you can then go with your receipt and say, you see, God, I have got my receipt from my
2: sewing and now i have a need and i'm cashing in my receipt <laughs> this is like insane yeah exactly uh true patriot says special place in help of these people like this is the worst of the worst because these are the people right here that are misleading people um it's bad enough that seasoned christians don't see it because they fill their churches out my goodness like they will it, it's like a little mini arena some of these churches like as more people than at a hockey game or an nhl game um, and they're de- just deceiving all of these people. They're not really talking about, you know, Christ is the way to heaven. You don't ever hear this stuff. It's all prosperity. It's like give and you will receive. You're learning to God. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't even ask anything about us storing our anything but our treasures up in heaven. And I can promise you those treasures aren't silver, gold, and dollar bills. You know, it's it's love. It's it's the beautiful things that we do. Those are the treasures that we're storing up in heaven. Um, you know, so all of these guys. And there's loads of them that are out there, some of the biggest names. They're the ones that have all the TV shows and everything that people are watching every single Sunday. Um, and all they're doing is absolutely being manipulated by people that come in the name of God but are preaching anything but the gospel. And this is sad. Like I said, it's, it's bad that there's bad people out there. You got your Pelosi's, your Schumer's, your Soros's, your Rockefeller's, your Rothschild's, your Peysor's, and on and on and on but these are almost worse than those evil people because we look at them. We're like, okay, you guys are evil. You're obviously your politicians and so forth, but you guys are supposed to be representing God and you're misleading people in the hundreds of thousands. That in my opinion is as is, is bad as it possibly gets. Um, well, it's not as bad as the whole pedophilia thing, but you know, nonetheless, they, they're misleading and deceiving people and sending them the wrong way. Uh, next is in this one right here it's pretty interesting but once it's a great example right here of how God will literally work in everyone's heart you, you open it up a little bit. one example I even play this was I saw a thing earlier about a witch. literally this woman said that she spent her whole life as a witch. she came from generations of witches. One night she was doing uh, some incantation on her altar and started seeing demons in her room. the demons started talking to her and she got really really scared and saw the evil with her own eyes and literally the first thought that went through her head were if these demons are real then jesus must be real too and got on her knees that moment accepted christ into her on her own this she didn't even have a christian friend around or wasn't in a church or anything like literally realized if these demons are real then jesus must be real too got on her knees accepted christ into her heart and now she is spending her time um, trying to wake up other people that have been into natural, or excuse me, a new age, a witchcraft, uh, pagan religions, and so forth, and trying to explain to them the dangers and the ego that's involved with that. And it's like, look, if you want life, if you want the things in your life, ask Christ, let Christ do it, understand that Christ is the reason that anything happens, and we as individuals aren't the ones that are capable of anything. Even those witches that think that they're the ones that are... You know, connected with the earth and doing this magic—it's not. You're using Satan's magic, and one day, he's going to come back and he's going to reap his payment, and uh, it isn't going to be pretty. So, it's awesome once again. Um, the importance of and the beauty of testimonies right here. Woman, whole life, generations of witches found Christ, came to Christ, and is utilizing her platform right now to help other people that were like her wake up and come to God. God uses every one of this, just like God is using this woman right here in this video that I'm going to play.
6: Her story is insane. Check this
7: out. T community for 16 years. I was planning to have breast removal surgery. I had been taking testosterone for two years. And All of a sudden, God speaks to me and gives me a vision. There was a man and a woman on one side. And then on the other side, there was a man and a man and a woman and a woman. The man and the woman had babies. It was like glowing really bright. And it was like generations went down the line. And then. On the other side, with the man and the man and the woman and the woman, there was a red line under their feet and it was black because you, you can't recreate life that way. God speaks to me and he says, I made man and woman so you could recreate and show the good news of my son, Jesus Christ. But the devil is wiping out entire family bloodlines and generations of people that I intended to be born will not exist for my glory. Wow, I've been really selfish my whole life. Everything in my life was based on my feelings. The next day, I went to church, and I got set free of the demonic spirit of Jezebel. And I didn't know anything about demons. I didn't know there was a spirit behind homosexuality and demons behind false identities. The devil stole my identity from a very young age, and that's why I believed I was born that way.
2: So that's so awesome. Like I said, God works in the greatest ways. This person never went through and had her transition. God talked to her before this happened. She um, realized that she had been deceived. She realized that she had been helping other people or helping deceive other people. Um, and now she woke up and realizes exactly one of the devil's tricks is trying to remove God's natural born children. You can't have a kid with two men. You can't have a kid with two women. You can't have a zebra from a lion and a tiger. These things are just unnatural. It'll never happen. And that's what the devil's doing with abortion, with this whole transgender thing, with the whole homosexual movement is literally keeping God's kids from being born. And uh, fortunately, she realized that. Now she's going to be using her platform. Now Kit Kat, I can't remember the girl, the witch's name. I'm going to go back through my stuff. And uh, when I find it, I will send it over to you for sure so that, that you can um, go and kind of look into what she's doing because it's a very inspirational story. Um, the next one right here, and this is pretty creepy too. So earlier I talked about, um, you know, we've been going over the eclipse and so forth and all the things that are coming from this eclipse um but once again i just love it I, I i see i love this too is um you know some of the research that i had done originally i'm seeing some of the research that i did um all over the place now and i love it i'm so glad that this is circulating and one thing that drives me nuts about a lot of the people that are doing research is they get all butthurt they are like that's my research how dare you put that out there without giving me credit for it it's like guys is it really about the credit or is it about getting the information out there? Because I'm pretty sure that I'm happy that the information's getting out there. I don't care if people knew my name, where the, where the research came from. None of that stuff matters. Everybody needs to humble themselves a little bit and start focusing on the research. I even saw a Christian content producer um, who was a preacher getting mad at people for stealing his content and putting it on their thing to show other people. And it's like, why are you getting upset about that? You're a man of Christ, and you're upset that you're not getting funded for your content. It's like, dude, you should be just grateful that you're serving Christ and getting the truth out there. That's what we're all about. But like I said, it doesn't matter who you are. There's a lot of people out there that are pretending to be one thing when they're actually something different. This particular case right here, I've been digging in. I found all those NIMBA things, the connection with Jonah, the constellation in the sky, like all of this neat stuff. But I love it because there's so many people out there that are digging in and doing research that they're finding stuff that I didn't even get close to finding. And this is one of them. I briefly mentioned this the other day. I just didn't know how deep this went. There's a comet out there. Comet's called the Devil's Comet. Listen to this. I
3: find the eclipse coming on April 8th of this year suspicious as shit. And let me tell you another reason why. There will be a comet passing by the Earth in April of 2024 The same time we have four minutes and 30 seconds of total darkness in some areas, this comet is gonna be pulling up. Do you know what this comet's name is? It's called the Devil's Comet. Now, this comet pulling up on us during the eclipse is the size of a city. It is volcanic, which means that when it's passing by the sun and it gets all that heat from it, it starts having tiny explosions. That's why it looks the way that it looks and it's so bright and you can see it from Earth with the naked eye. make it even more suspicious as shit, every time this comet passes by, there are natural disasters, riots, all that kind of shit that happens, not only in the United States, there were floods in China one time when it passed by. There was a massive eruption of a volcanic island that killed over 36,000 people in 1854 when it passed by. In 1812, when it passed by the New Madrid fault line, it caused massive earthquakes and created the 18 mile long Real Foot Lake. So, it once, I'm gonna say it again, this eclipse coming on April 8th, 2024
2: is suspicious i find the eclipse coming on april 8th of this year suspicious yeah so that's pretty interesting Find so like yeah so i went through and dug in a little bit to see if this was legit so we all know what haley's comet is haley's comet pops around like every 70 something years you know what i'm saying so it's something that we may get to see once in a lifetime um which is why it's kind of special to some people that care about that stuff you know once in a lifetime event this one right here is like every you know so i went through and i dug and i couldn't find anything about the 1859 but she's right This thing did appear in 1812, and if you go through and you look, there was, she said it, there were riots, there were wars. There was a little war going on that, guys. I think it was called uh, the War of 1812. Um, There was riots, wars, earthquakes, like substantial um, events that literally took place all in that time right during the time period where this this Devil's Comet passed by. So she was 100% right about that. Um, NASA talks about it. I don't really trust NASA, but NASA was talking about it. Mr. BBB um, has mentioned it on his show multiple times that everyone just kind of ignored it. But this is why I'm playing it for you guys. Like I said, fear not. We have nothing to worry about um, whatsoever. God's got his hand in this, and I think some great things are going to come from this. is isn't going to be a destruction event, in my opinion. It's going to be a revival, and that's what I'm praying for. Anyways, um, but anyways, and, and in her case, like, you know, she's bringing up something interesting because we had talked about the last time that this eclipse event took place with the X. This was literally back during 1776. I think there was something else that took place that year. I don't know. You guys will let me know. Um, It took place in that same year. um, But there was like literally 40 days after that um, X was crossed over um, with the two different eclipses seven years apart It was 40 days after, like, all kinds of earthquakes just pummeled Oklahoma where this took place. Absolutely pummeled it. But it was so far back that they didn't have census. They didn't have, um, you know, large populations. So it was almost impossible to tell how much uh, infrastructure or how many lives were lost during that time. But nonetheless, they were extremely big earthquakes. that just literally pummeled that one area like 40 days. 40 days. This number keeps coming up, too. It's a little scriptural, huh? Um, During that time. So then I bring you back to what I mentioned last night about all of those different um, newspapers and local TV um, news station and so forth that were putting out these things that were called eclipse tips. You know, basically schedule your appointments earlier. Make sure you have all your appointments out of the way. No less than three or no more than three days before um, April 8th, which is when the uh, eclipse happens. Um, make sure you have backup communication plans. Make sure you know what neighbor that you have has a hardline phone. So if your cell phone doesn't work and you need to call 911, you can go over to the neighbor's house. So then they try to start spinning, going, oh, we're just expecting a lot of tourists here. Well, look, you know, I get the gas thing, you know, make sure you have gas, make sure you have food. Sure, Tour, tourists are, you know, they come in all at one place. They may take up your gas, they may take up your food. But what does that have to do with cell service? Because, like, basically, it's not like a, there's only so much water in the bottle. It's freaking Wi-Fi. That stuff's all over the place. You're not going to run out of Wi-Fi. You're not going to like overuse it because there are too many people. As a matter of fact, we become antennas at a point where where the Wi-Fi is running through and off of us. Um, You know, so it's kind of weird that they're trying to say it's a tourist thing at the same time telling you, make sure you guys have some communication blackouts or some communication blackout plans. So then I want to go bring you right back to that lady that I just played for you, where she's talking about this comment and all the crazy stuff that happens with that. Now my question, are the eclipse tips that we're getting really about what she's talking about and not the eclipse? Because eclipses don't do anything but turn the day dark for like four or five minutes. You know, that's basically what they do. The eclipses don't have any effect on our grid, on our phones, on people. Um, they don't affect any of that stuff but apparently they're trying to get us to, you know, like I said, to prepare. So I'm wondering if these tips actually fall in line with the comet that's going to be popping in that area that no one's talking about as well. Um, oh yeah. Thank you so much. DJ Shaw. I've been meaning to mention this for the last like four episodes. Then you've got like a very, very, very unusual planetary alignment where literally all the planets are in an absolute perfect line right at the same time that, uh, Whale constellations over the top of us during the time of that eclipse so there's all kinds of just weird cosmic or whatever you want to call it events that are taking place all at one time uh so then um I'm gonna play a couple of these videos for you as well now this one right here is a uh, uh, officer Tatum and uh this guy right this guy that's talking is just a white dude and he's literally talking to a black conservative. I actually really like this guy um. But this white guy is the prime example of every idiot white liberal person in this entire country. Listen to this.
5: Look at this beta. I would say that being a black conservative pretty much like categorically means you don't have much common sense, yeah. Do you hate black conservatives? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I do love all people, but I hate black conservatives. <laughs> what yeah. the you think
3: they should vote like the radical blacks who are voted for Democrats? Absolutely. So you're saying blacks don't have the common sense to make good decisions for themselves? <laughs> Black conservatives?
5: Oh, no, because they have the gall of being conservative while having experienced what it means to be under the heel of a white supremacist state. It seems to me they're the ones who should have the greatest interest in voting against it.
2: How is it that when I was before I even finish that, I mean, like, are you are you serious? Like, what is racism? This white guy right here, he who's talking, is like the definition of racism. Mean, he's basically saying without saying, you guys are too stupid to think for yourselves. Let us make rules and laws that help you out because you aren't going to get anywhere because of the white man, because you guys aren't capable or strong enough to do things on your own. So we white politician, liberal people are going to step up to the plate and we're going to make life easier for you. Who are the real racist here? The ones that don't see color and they're like, hey, yeah, you're hired. Oh, oh, you're black. I didn't notice that, but you're definitely perfect for the job. Or we're going to hire you because you're black and I don't care if you've had any experience. I don't even care if you can speak English. You fit the right color. So once again, they accuse the conservatives of being the racist when the conservatives really could care less about color whatsoever. Um, the liberals make everything about color, but it gets worse. Listen to this guy.
3: Under the evangelical laws, on a plantation, that black people did better than they are today, they had families, they got married, abortion was unheard of, they bought land, built businesses, they became professionals, they went to college, those that wanted to go. Why were blacks able to do better then than they are today?
5: Uh, because white folk got more clever. I'll stop treating them like victims. I'll say, hey, you gotta work hard, you gotta overcome your status. At the same time, white folk got more clever.
2: That's got to be the stupidest take I've ever heard in my life. And this is the perpetuation. Look, think about this for a minute. Jesse Lee is a conservative, that dude is a liberal. The liberal theology and policy construction is all rooted with that theology in mind. That's the reason why they push policies because they think you dumb. They see you as a victim. They see you as less than. And therefore they create policies with you in mind as being less than. Their white supremacy is the reason that black people cuz we don't have no autonomy. We don't know how to
7: think for ourselves. We don't know how to build anything. We're just under the thumb of the white man 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Come on, this is
2: what they think about you. That's why they policy suck. Y'all been voting for Democrats for a hundred years and they ain't done jack for the black community or for the community of America at large. You can look this up. It's all fact. And I, I, he's so right. I'll tell you the whole racism thing, just it's it, one of the most irritating things in the entire world because look, <laughs> racism and all, but died out, man. It was brought back by Obama and he started creating more and more division. And we love people. People are people. Man, I don't care if you're a good person. I will love you. I will give you the biggest hug, man. I will proudly walk by your side and, and and I'll have your six all the way down the road. Does not matter. Um, you know, but they're trying to perpetuate this world as a racist place. And 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 they even to the point where they're telling you is that, you know, some groups can be racist, other groups can't be racist. Everything is so upside down right now. And and that's the point, is that like We just love people in general. I've never in my life, like literally the most racist thing I've ever thought in my life was the time when I was a little kid. And I thought that every black male told awesome stories, could sing, and make phenomenal food. And I wouldn't consider that racist because, well, most of them I've heard tell awesome stories. They can sing pretty darn good. And let's face it. I love Southern soul food. Some of the best stuff that you'll ever have. Like I said, that was me as a child, not a racist thought in my mind. It was just one of those things. I just, I never, like we say, we don't see color. The majority of people don't, man. But the liberals make everything about color because that's how you do It's It's basically keeping them in the shackles, keeping you on the plantation. Vote my way. Vote this way. They've always voted Democrats. I'm going to read right here um, what Hope had said. I'll go back and toggle it. They have been voting Democrat forever and it's gotten them nowhere. And you know the saying. When you repeat the same thing over and over, expecting different results, it's the definition of insanity. And uh, Hope, I literally had the same conversation last night um, using those exact words. When you do something over and over again, it's the definition of insanity. And the thing is, though, is that it's not that they're you know insane. The insane people are the liberals that keep pushing this thing over. But here's the problem is that four years is a long time. So they do the same thing. They'll... Start protesting we're like we're here for the black, the black group. We're going to make sure that you guys are taking care of. Repar-. They give them all the promises in the world. None of that ever happens. You know, We memory hole things because a lot happens in four years. And then four years later, they go right back to the same tax that they were doing, which is literally just stringing people along. They're never going to give you what you want. But you know what? Um, to all my black uh, friends and family out there, let I me mean, tell you this right now, Republicans aren't going to have your back either. But we will as conservatives as christians will always have your back just let go of the politics they don't care about you they don't care about us we're just we're, we're fodder to them and that's what it comes down to um then this one right here this woman right here this was sent to me by jay woo earlier um and this is so uh well put together as well i'm gonna play part of this this is a woman who's actually talking about why we're seeing such a rise of immigration coming into our country
6: Why are they allowing them to come over in droves? What's the end goal? I've made this video before, but I'm gonna shorten it. But take a seat, not because it's long-winded, because what I'm gonna say is gonna be quite a lot for people to understand. If the goal was a one world system, you would have to break down nationalities and cultures. You wouldn't be able to just slam all of the land masses together. And of course, if you think about the borders, why do we even have them if they're wide open? I'll answer that. They sell you this idea that inclusivity and individualism is a great thing, right? That they're giving you more options. But as we look across our landscape and you run this thing to the end, you'll find out this isn't a good thing. When there's no difference between man or woman or right or wrong, censored words being bad or good, letting people out of prisons because we can just make up new rules, you start to realize (laughs) that this has a bad end result. Because you can't slam all of the land masses together, you would have to break down the system that once was culture, tradition, heritage, colors, creeds, religions, all of it. And you would say, well, that's not possible, but it absolutely is. And we're fast tracking there now, these open borders that you see right now, letting people in would eventually be closed and it would look something like having a bubble over the top of each nation where The governing power could look across the map and say yeah everything looks great and inside of those bubbles you would have to mingle things to the point where there was no difference with anybody they sell you this idea that it's inclusivity and individualism and all these rights and freedoms that you have but what happens is when you break down tradition culture all of these things like they've been doing think about lgbtq how many more labels do we have think about every single thing that they've given to you as something good they keep breaking it down because together you're strong. But if you break that down into its individual boxes, you become weaker. It's like taking a boulder and crushing it into sand.
2: In simple words, divide and conquer. See, that was one thing. One of the beautiful things just about our world in general is culture. It is the little special things that you may have in your culture that we don't have in ours. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's go over to Africa. The tribal culture is such a beautiful thing. The colors, the dancing, the outfits, there's just, you know, their, their ceremonies, their traditions. These little things are, are a beautiful thing that give them um, their own unique um, addition, their own unique signature to this world. Um, you know, the same thing with me being Scott. Um, I wear the kilt. I, uh, I'm pasty white. I, uh, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I love the old Celt traditions, not the pagan tradition, but the old Celt traditions. I love the land. I was proud and I am proud to be a Scot. I'm also proud to be an American. I'm more proud to be an American now than I am even a Scot. Um, but the thing is, though, is that our own individual culture is absolutely something that we should embrace and celebrate. You know, it's what makes us individual, It makes us different. Does me loving my Scottish culture mean that I don't like other people's cultures? Absolutely not. Your culture is just as intriguing to me as my culture is. I understand my culture because I live it. I grow up in it. Um, Yeah, exactly. Truth It's the same thing with Native American tribal differences. Everything has this unique, beautiful thing about it. So when I go to somebody from a different culture, am I the kind of guy who's like, pfft? I'm Scottish. I don't care what you have to say. No way. I'm like, dude, tell me everything about your culture. I'm going to sit back. I'm opening my ears. I'm going to listen to everything with the greatest enthusiasm because I want to hear everything. I want to know everything. Um, that's the beauty is we have these conversations. We can share those differences while embracing where we're from without hating someone else because their culture is different than ours. It's what creates individuality. But if you start making people question that, if you start removing the the defined limits of, of who is what, if you start changing words or you start um, making wor- or, you know, like making things different than they were, telling people what's good is bad, what's bad is good, you create this absolute sense of confusion over the entire country, over the entire world. How do you build a new world order? The first thing you have to do is destroy the individual world order, the individual nations, the individual nationalities. You get it all mixed up. You have people questioning everything. You have people afraid to, to talk about their culture, to talk about their religious beliefs, to talk about this or that without being called a, a Christian nationalist, a racist, a bigot, or whatever crazy set of words they want to use. That's what you're doing is you're getting everybody to a point where they just automatically get confused about everything. And then eventually what happened? Yeah. You create a vacuum of hate. Thank you. Truth Patriot. Um, what happens eventually you have new generations are born that are born into a time that lacks any national identity and it's all gone. And that's how easy this is. And we're watching it happen right in front of our eyes. So she brought up a really good um, point right there. Something that we hadn't discussed before. Is ultimately, what is this doing? It's it's removing American identity, as well as British identity, as well as Irish identity, as well as some of the African identities, depending. Like I said, they're moving everyone all over the place, and they're stripping people away from who they were. Um, once again, making us all as one or a new world order. Um, I'm going to play this one right here. I, I love this one right here, too. This is... Uh, um, uh, what's his name, Kurt? Can't I know so many pastors, so Charlie not the ones at our
5: event, are at our event, are there to be convinced that say, Charlie, I just don't want to be called a Christian nationalist. And I'm just going to sit this election cycle out. I'm not going to speak about any issues. I'm just going to do the gospel. I'm just going to sit on the sidelines. You will be judged for such cowardice. You will be judged. There is no such biblical basis. You should resign from the ministry. If you think you can sit idly by while the great nation that you are in that funds 80% of all evangelical ministry across the planet, the number one funder of missionary work, the number one place of charity that you get to sit idly by while this country collapses. You shouldn't be a pastor. Go sell insurance. It's fine. Nothing against insurance people. Just if you're a pastor, you better saddle up because it's game time. And I don't care if they call you a Christian nationalist. I don't care what they call you. You got to get in the arena. You speak truth, speak courageously. And if you don't have, if, if you're not cut out for it, that's fine. Just don't. Use the label pastor. Get out of the way.
2: Amen, man. I see Ezra Snow said amen too. When I saw that earlier, I said amen in all caps, like it was like, yeah, um, he's so right. We don't. God didn't hand us the gospel to sit on. He didn't say, "I want you to sit on the gospel in every nation." No, he said, "Go spread the gospel from nation to nation." Preachers should be spreading that gospel more than your average Christian is right now. Who's doing the majority of the heavy lifting? Your average christians not the pastors There's a lot of pastors are out there deceiving i'm not saying they're not some phenomenal pastors out there right now but i'm going to agree 100 with charlie cook with what he just charlie kirk with what he just said and a little little known a little fact that you guys may not know kirk his last name k-r-i-k translates to celtic or scottish gaelic means church i think that's pretty awesome i would love to have the last name church um but anyways it's no different than politicians. If you're not up for the fight, if you don't have the courage, get out of the way. Let somebody that God knows can take care of this job, step in and take care of the job. Even more importantly, our churches are even more important to have the right person in the job than our politicians. God puts his aces in their places, but you, sometimes you got to remove some of the uh, the bad cards, and we're seeing a lot of that. So just like Charlie Kirk said, if you're not stepping up, if you're not doing what you need to be doing, if you're just sitting on the gospel, get out of the way and let somebody else come in and take the spot that's going to do their job the right way. Um, and this is why. I'm going to play one more thing. Um, we're actually out of time, but I'm going to play this one more quick little clip right here, part of it. This is what we're up against right now. And listen to the things that come out of this woman's mouth is just like, I mean, I can't say that there's not a lot of people that think just like her, which is why we have to step up and spread that gospel to help these people understand.
6: If I'm wrong and God is actually a good God, I have nothing to worry about.
1: All right, let's hear it.
6: A good God would not condemn me to hell for refusing to bow to the idol.
1: How do you know? As fallible human beings, we can be mistaken about our moral beliefs. See this all the time throughout history position is unjustifiably arrogant. You're essentially claiming the all-knowing, eternally perfect God must have the exact same moral beliefs as you. God is the standard of morality. He has the full picture. You do not. Right off the bat, your position is unjustified.
6: I would only need to worry if I'm right about God's character. And in that case, my stance stays the same. I refuse to bow to a monster. Wow.
1: Many of your videos talk about evidence and arguments, yet you don't care about the truth. Even if everything was true about Christianity, you would still dogmatically claim your moral values are better than God. Suppose you are better than the very standard of good. But no monsters give up their life for others and only punish people who deserve it.
6: There's only one thing that sounds worse to me than an eternity in hell, and that's an eternity spent in heaven with the God who would
1: create hell. You think you know it all. Hell is for those who rebel and continue to rebel against God. Those in hell continue to reject God. So essentially, the doors of hell are locked from the inside. On top of that, rejecting God, who is of infinite value, is of infinite gravity. And thus, plausibly, the punishment is of infinite proportion.
6: My question to you is, what if you're right? Can you actually enjoy a paradise that involves the torture of people below your feet?
1: When we meet God face to face, sin will no longer prevent us from seeing God as the greatest good. See, this
2: is the problem that we have with people right now. You know, they, they think they know it all. And you know what? Sometimes, like I understand, you know, our, our belief is is bound in faith. Like faith is an absolutely important part. But all you have to do is get into a scripture. And it's apparent this woman's never read scripture in her life. Everything that she's spewing from her mouth right here is probably stuff that she's heard from other people that aren't Christians as well running through it. Because she understood what hell was. She realized that it, it was very, that the torment, the the torment under our feet that she's talking about because God created hell ain't the worst part. The worst part is the absence of God. And she literally said that the only thing that she can think of worse than spending eternity, hell is spending eternity in heaven next to a God that allows the torture under his feet. It's like, look, you spent your whole life rejecting God. So what's your problem with hell? You know what I'm saying? If you didn't need God in life, do you need him in death? You know what I'm saying? So these people, they're, they're all wrong. And the big part is they don't care about scripture, they don't care about words, they don't care about facts. They're all about their feels, their feelings. You know what? I have a lot of feelings, but my feelings are stupid. You know what I'm saying? My feelings can be illogical. You know, I I keep my eyes and I keep it on the faith. But like I said, you know, this woman right here is a great example of many people here. They don't understand. And like I said, if she, she thinks that she has a better understanding about morals. Well, here's my question to her where do you get your moral guidelines from almost every moral guideline that we have in this entire world came from the same book the bible so whether you are a christian whether you're not a christian whether you've never held your hand on that bible or even cracked the pages of that book everything that you were taught in your life that is based on what is good and what is right comes straight from that scripture so you are bound to god whether you know it or not and not one of us has any moral authority as to what's right and what's not right. We have no idea. You know who our worst problem is? We are our worst problem. My brain's going to get me in trouble unless I've got God running around in it. My heart's going to get me in trouble unless I've got, got God sitting right there in my heart and my soul. We stay out of trouble because of Christ. And whether she wants to admit it or not, every moral thing that she understands as more or morality came from that book. So it's not, you know, and, and God knows better than anybody, you know, because you got to think there's probably someone out there that thinks that dropping a bomb on a culture they don't like was the moral thing to do. Does that make it moral? It absolutely doesn't make it moral. Like I said, we have to have somebody who defines that morality for us. It's our heavenly father. And uh, trust me um spending tormenting as hell isn't the worst part the worst part you will never have anybody to 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 pray to nobody to get you out of there you're stuck there forever and the key's not locked on the outside that's kind of the point that she was trying to make is like god 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 the the lock is not on the outside of hell the locks on the inside you know what i'm saying the devil's the one that locks that one up so She'll be gone soon enough, and uh, she's going to regret everything that she just said right here. But this is why it's important for us. Like I said, you know, let the righteous anger from what she said come out, but take that righteous anger, turn it into love, and go out and help these people because, uh, trust me, if they don't want to listen to us now, God's going to bring something to this earth that's going to wake a whole lot of people up at one time, and trust me, you listening to what I have to say right now is going to be a whole lot more comfortable than having to hear it from God when he comes down here to show you. Because it's probably going to be one of the most scariest things you've ever seen. Like I said, what left this earth and ascended to heaven? The lamb. What's coming down to this earth? The lion. I dare you to pull the lion's tail. But anyways, guys, um, we are out of time for this evening. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of a prayer Right here, because this world needs some prayer right now. And once again, before I do that, I just want to thank all of you that are just reaching out daily and praying for all those that are asking you for that prayer. We are here for one another, guys. One of the greatest weapons that we have, it never runs out. I've never run out of prayer ammo. I've run out of 45s. I've run out of nines. I've never run out of prayer. Greatest weapon we have, full artillery, and it's always there, right along with the name Jesus Christ. Everybody, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Please continue to uh, bless all of our friends. Bless Ezra Snow. Help him run around and get back to the track, dear Lord. Right back into that battle. And I know that, that you timed this one right. He's one of our great warriors. We love him with all of our heart. And we are just blessed that he's doing better, dear Lord. Not just for himself, but for us too. What did we get out of it, Father? We got to see a miracle. And that miracle just inspires me more and more and just gives me more ammo to walk into this battle, dear Lord, knowing that you are always here with every one of your children, whether they know who you are, whether they have you in their heart or not. You still love them and you still work in their hearts, dear Lord. So, dear Lord, during this time, I ask that you give us the same patience with others that you had with us. Let us never miss a day where we pray for our enemies. Dear Lord, you you asked us not to love the sin, but to love the sinner. So, dear Lord, let us love the sinner and let him let us remind them of the importance of finding you and walking away from the sense that they have that same opportunity that we have to get into heaven and to have that eternal life father thank you for loving us even when we didn't know who you were thank you for working in our lives before we recognized that you were working in our lives thank you for having us work in your life or work for you before we even realized we were father everything that's happened in our lives No matter how bad has been something that we can use going forward to help others wake up, dear Lord. Nothing that you have ever put into our life is in vain. Nothing ever is wasted. So, dear Lord, let us take the good times, let us take the bad times and use them in your name. Dear Lord, many examples throughout scripture, throughout history, where you have taken bad, almost in every example, you've taken something good out of something bad. And, dear Lord, we've also learned that not everything is good. Sometimes often bad comes with the good things. We may be the most wealthy people in the world, but we lose connection with the, with who we are. We become egotistical, arrogant, narcissist rather than being humble. Dear Lord, we understand now is that all the beautiful things within you. And if we don't have you in our heart, we have nothing at all. So, dear Lord, when you ask us to store our treasures in heaven, let us store those treasures in heaven. Let us... Just do everything that we can on this earth, dear Lord, so that we are continuing to fill that bag of treasures up there, just showing you how much we love you and how much we serve you. And I know that good deeds aren't going to be what gets us into heaven, dear Lord. We must obey you first and foremost. We must repent. We must accept you into our heart. And I thank you for getting us to the point we are today. But dear Lord, never let us lose track. On those days where we waver in our faith a little bit, use that moment, dear Lord, to strengthen our faith the next day. Dear Lord, as we repent for the sins of today, we're probably going to sin again tomorrow, dear Lord, but we're working on it. We're becoming better people. We are now aware of the sins that we do, dear Lord, and we're becoming better and better people every single day. We can promise you we'll be better tomorrow than we were this very day. So, dear Lord, if you decide to give us tomorrow what you didn't promise us, Let us utilize it in every way we can. Let us make every second count serving you right here on this earth. Let us learn how to listen to you more and more. Open up our hearts, dear Lord, not just to hear what you're saying, but to pass on what you're saying to other people, dear Lord, not just those that we know. We don't need to be an echo chamber, dear Lord, although it is important to unify, to talk to one another, to pray with one another, to vent to one another. Dear Lord, we also need to spend time with people that we don't know. Christ didn't hang out the churches, Father. Christ hung out with the people that needed what Christ had to offer. And we're not Christ, dear Lord, but we certainly know Christ, and we can introduce those people to the one that can change their lives forever in the greatest of ways, just like our lives changed the moment that we found you. So, dear Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for setting us on our missions. Thank you for giving us the skills which you have honed from the moment we were born until we are today, which are going to be ready to go the day that you ask us to enter that great battle. Father, let us fear not. Take away all of our fear. Take away our stress. Take away our anxiety. Take away any negative that the devil puts into our lives. He's trying to keep us distracted. He's trying to keep us deceived. And he's trying to keep us from from following your narrow path. He wants us to question everything. Father, remove the Lord. Remove the Lord in the name of Jesus. Take him out of our lives, dear Lord, so that we can be as functional as we can possibly be. But if the devil does intervene in our lives, dear Lord, mend our armor so the devil can't seep in anywhere. Not a crack not an opening in that armor dear lord as we're going to need it more and more as we walk into these times continue to let us know how to pray continue to pray through us dear lord never let us forget if we ever to come face in the face with the demon that the greatest weapon we have is your heavenly name jesus christ our heavenly father i am the highest of highs dear lord let us use your name to get rid of all the evil in this world let us never walk into anything without having you by our side let us never make a move that doesn't begin with a prayer as I say at the end of every show, Father, if you see me on my knees, devil, it's not because I'm defeated. It's because I'm about to begin this war, and it all starts with prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you with all of our hearts, and we thank you for everything you blessed us with. In Jesus Christ's name, in our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. Well, everybody, I want to thank you again. It's another beautiful night. I'm, I'm absolutely blessed to have you all here. Um, tomorrow night is going to be uh, Thursday. MSM liars Thursday. So we'll have John on here. Another great conversation. Um, we'll be back on Friday. Um, and then I'm going to be on the official Godcast on Friday as well. So uh, I'm so looking forward to that. I, I love that family as well. It's an absolute honor that I was asked to be able to join them. Um, so I'm excited to go hang out with Mary and Ron hopefully jeff feels up to come on as well but guys you know it's going to be a great conversation like i say, when we all get together the time just flies past because there's nothing that we would rather talk about than jesus christ always a great conversation but guys i love you all very very much And once again i am always thankful for all that you do i'm thankful that you give me a little bit of time just to spend with me all night to allow me to be part of your family to pray with me to allow me to pray for you as you guys pray for me we're unifying. We're here together. We're going to get through this just fine, but we also need one another. Like I said, Jesus doesn't need us to do anything, but he asks us to, and it's such an honor to do so, and I am so grateful that he put me with all of you. Jay Wu said it, best family ever. Guys, I love you all very, very much. I will see you tomorrow evening for Kilt the Christian episode 556, Thursday, MSM Liars. In the meantime, guys, I love you. Have a beautiful night, and I leave you with this.
0: that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that.
2: and have an absolutely beautiful night. Spoil alert. God wins. So fear not, stress not. Let go of all of your anxiety. Pray, pray, pray. Keep on praying as long as you possibly can. Blade Runner, you're late. I'm going to need a a signature and a piece of paper, but that's okay. I still love you. But guys, have an absolutely beautiful night. Remember this too. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. We need each other. We need to unify. We're going to get to this just fine and God's going to be with us all the way through. Have an absolutely beautiful night. I love you with all my heart. See you tomorrow evening, and God bless.